hello. How are you doing today? Um, a little bit late getting started. Um, this has been a long week already, and today is Thursday. Um, so I hope everyone is having a good week. As you all know, um, North Carolina has dealt with some weather-related issues. We have had um, a hurricane kind of come through, and there's been a lot of flooding. So, um, and then David has had several things going on, and he also had to preach tonight. Hello, Elder Elder Pastor C. I think you're pastoring now. Are you pastoring now? Um, how are you doing this evening? Um, it's good to see you. And um, I think we have David. Um, so, Pastor C, your church is, is in Chattanooga, is that correct? Um, you still got on your preaching clothes, Elder Hall? I am me, or is it you that's squeezing up? Here. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think it's you. I think you've <laughs> been freezing. Your thing has been freezing up lately. I think I'm just, um, it's trolling me. I mean, it's like the internet is trolling me. The internet is trolling you. Okay, so so um. Calvert Bradley, what's going the... on, man? Where's Calvert? Hey, Calvert, Elder Pastor Calvert. Brantley. Hey, Calvert. C-boy B. Oh, Celebration Church. Okay, Elder C. When the next time I'm in Tennessee, I'll have to check that out. You know, when I was there in May and I was asking you, um, think about radio stations in the area. I was there for a couple of days, so I need to, um, I need to come check y'all out, see what's going on over there. Okay, so I'm sorry, David. I'm <laughs> I do go to church. Oh, Why would you think I'd ever stop going to church? You know, giving up on church and things. Why would I give up on church? Don't give, don't give up on church. I, 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 I might give up on some people every now and again, but I don't give up on God. That's that's. So I don't give up on which, God. Which brings us to, to our first theological query of the night: Is the church and God the same thing? <laughs> okay, you know what? So, are you are, are you attempting to avoid our topic for tonight? Is that what no, is that no, what you're no. trying to do now? Because that's what it looks like. It looks like you're trying to avoid our topic for tonight. Because you already know, I, I already gave you my theory on strings. So, yeah, right, 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 right. All right, all right. Nobody will go for my theory on strings. Well, let's let's uh, let's finally um, uh, talk about. The, uh, the topic. You, you want to introduce it tonight? Okay, yeah. I'm going to introduce the topic. I'm going to do a couple of things um, very quickly. Um, the first thing that I'm going to do, and you don't get to interrupt my first thing. Why is your <laughs> picture freezing? Your picture is like this like frozen picture thing. Is it still frozen? It is on my screen. That's terrible. Okay, so maybe maybe it'll get delivered and start moving in a minute. But I'm so I'm gonna, re- huh? I'm gonna figure something out. 
Okay. So I want to, you might have to turn your camera off and back on again to unfreeze it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. This, this might get it. Hey, Ms. Clinton. All right, go ahead. Um, Calvert, are you in Cleveland like is in Ohio? Is that where you are? I'm sorry. See, they're scrolling and saying stuff, and I get distracted. I don't have a long attention span, don't if get... anybody hasn't figured that out yet. I do not have a long attention span. Okay, so um, my quote that I want to start with tonight is um, Howard Thurman. I, I love Howard Thurman. Um, not so much because I think he is absolutely right all the time, but because I think he helps us to think. He, he, he puts... Um, things in a frame of thinking about God and what God is doing. Um, so this quote comes from, I don't have my glasses on. This quote comes from uh, Jesus and the Disinherited, um, which is one of his books. And the quote is, if a man knows precisely what he can do to you or what epitaph he can hurl against you, in order to make you lose your temper, your equilibrium, then he can always keep you under subjection. Um, and I thought that was um, a pretty interesting um, thought process. Very true. Very, very true. It's, it's very true. So let me give you all some background on liberation theology. I'm going to try to cover this really, really quickly. Right, right, real quick, um, super fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's go over like 500 years of stuff in like 30 seconds. Uh, more, more, um, more like 75 years. No. From, yeah, more than no. More than no. Okay, so let me... Okay, your your picture's unfroze. But anyway, stop arguing with me for that. Just chill. Let me do this first. Because, no, see, ahead. I knew we weren't going to agree. I knew we were going to, like, fork in the road before we even got started. No, it's good. Okay. Okay. So, liberation theology technically began... No. Sorry. I have a child trying to walk through the house with no clothes on. Um, then you're going to tell the world. Huh? Tell the world, Mom. Tell the world. I mean, that was better than the world seeing it. Well, thank God for that. I'm glad you're in the corner, Exactly. Right? Thank you. Stay in the exactly. corner. Exactly. Stay in the corner. Okay, so anyway, liberation <laughs> theology. Oh, my gosh. Can you just, can we stay on task here? Okay, liberation theology. We're going to actually go back to the 1500s. Stop it. I'm sorry. Stop it. I'm sorry. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay, so Bartolome de las Casas was actually the first priest ordained in the quote-unquote new world in the Americas. And he was in Hispaniola 1502-ish. And he started noticing that the higher his rank moved up, they kept giving him quote-unquote serfs, what we would call today slaves. And they were the indigenous people um, that were there. And um, so every time they would give him some more land, it would include some more of these people. Well, he started noticing like within the two years that he was there, he said, you know, there were about 2 million people here when we first got here. Now there's probably only about 200. So he started trying to write back um, to say, 
y'all need to treat these people better, even though we want their stuff and we want to take this land, but can we not treat them so bad? And this is so the cliff note version of it. As y'all can see, David has said back, because he's like, how's she going to turn this into a Disney story? So, um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you just, you just basically said, dude said, hey, yo, can we uh, take this stuff? But beat them a little bit less. I mean, you know, do we have to kill all of them? Yeah, basically. I mean, really, seriously. So he does eventually disagree with them so much that he actually gives his land back and gives the people that came with the land back. But amazingly, there was not an end to that there because they turned around and just sent him to another island and kind of tried to do the same thing. So he starts becoming an advocate for this process of maybe we really shouldn't treat these people as badly as we're treating them. Okay, so let me give you a bigger context for that. This was in the early 1500s. 1441 was when Portugal first started bringing Africans to the Americas. Which, so we're talking- which, which Portuguese started doing it, you know? Which Portuguese, like the Portuguese in Portugal? What? Is that a riddle? What I mean, which Portuguese? It was. It was. It was probably the Sephardic Jewish. It's probably probably the Sephardic Jews that were there uh, after um, the disposition uh, of the Inquisition that moved them out of Spain, and it kind of dispersed. Right. So okay. So the the seven hundred years that Spain was ruled by. I mean, Spain and Portugal were both ruled by the Moors. And so basically they were trying to figure out how to not only remove them in power, which is why Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. He was doing that at the command of Isabella of Spain because they were trying to figure out what do we do? We, we're, we're trying, we got too many things going on because these Moors are here and we're trying to, and so all of this is playing into the factor 14. 92, remember 1441, Portugal was already starting to try to bring human lives here. But in the 1500s, when they had killed off so many of the natives, then they start replacing those laborers, slaves, if you will, where, because they had killed so many natives. So they amped up the number of Africans they were being, bringing here. And so this is why you have the largest portion of the African diaspora outside of Africa is in Latin America. So this is a bigger picture. So Bartolome de las Casas is bringing this to light, this mistreatment of the natives that were there, and it trickles over into the treatment of, of the African slaves that they were bringing in, but nobody wants to hear him. So when you start getting into what David is talking about is this 60 years ago from now, this is, this has been a building process in Latin America, and it trickled over, if you will, into a different framework that addressed the issues that were going on in the Americas, because you have, um, oh, Pablo Friar, which did the Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And um, then in the Americas, you have Howard Thurman, which I already mentioned, and James Cone. Now, James Cone and the lynching tree, if you have if you have the patience to read it, it's a dense read because he is so not politically correct. And I think he's a little bit 
would you say militant? He's very, a little harsh. He's very angry. He's a little harsh. He's very angry. Um, Howard Thurman, um, the book Jesus and the Disinherited, is a much easier read because it focuses more on the theological, like what is God doing in this context? But um, James Cone is, he's harsh. He, I mean, it, it's, he brings out some very good points, but the way he writes is so very harsh. So can I, um, just, can I jump right, right, in right here? Yes, go ahead, because I'm going right. to drink some water now, because I just said like <laughs> two, three, four, five, six centuries worth of stuff in like two minutes. But, well, here's the, thing, the thing about James Cone, as opposed to Howard Thurman, is that James Cone is much more political at the end at the tail end of his treaties uh are you a fan of cone uh i wouldn't say that i was necessarily a fan of cone probably because i really have i i have i have a uh, issue with his final point of departure leads to a uh, a government system that is just a different, which is just just oppression by another name. So, but that but that's but that's me. And that that becomes that becomes the tension, I think, all the way across liberation theology. Right. Um, I, I think that we have to look at liberation theology from the standpoint of how do we become liberated. So that's how I, I build the bridge to global missions. Well, see, no, um, let, let, let's, let's, let's stay right there. Let's stay right there. Okay, where are we staying? Right, 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 right there. You talk about building that bridge because, see, the, the problem is when we have to define what it means to to be liberated, Right. Okay. And, and and this is the this is this is this is the, the problem with liberation theology because the definition is is constant is a constant moving goalpost. It's always oscillating. Always but, well, is that because culture is is always moving and changing? Is well, it because justice is always moving and changing, well, or so is it because the theology is always moving okay, and changing? Well, well, some concepts, some concepts. Some concepts shouldn't change. They should. They should be, to whatever example, to whatever extent, uh, universal. Is this in? Is, okay. Is that is that a utopian statement, or no, is well, that? No, no, no. Um, it's like this right here. Okay. So, I'll give you this perfect example. So, if I said to someone, you know, we are all equal. That statement means can mean two or three different things. So when I say we're equal, I'm talking about from the legal sense that we are all equal, we're all equal under the law. Like like the law, we're all equal under the law. You mean like nobody can come in your own house and shoot you? No, nah, no, 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 no. We're all equal under the law. That there is the, okay. the law is what it is, whatever it is. And okay. in an ideal society, we are all equal under the law. I, forget the practical reality in an ideal. I'm just speaking purely ideological. Utopian. No, not utopian because bad things can happen with equality under the law. Bad things can happen. Good things can happen. We're not we're not promising a panacea, okay. 
but we're all equal under the law. Now, panacea. Right, right. You talk about me in big words. Oh, come on. Now, the, the utopian idea. Can we get a working definition of panacea? <laughs> <laughs> no, after, after I finish this point, stop. Now, the, 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 the point, the next point is equality. I'll ask Siri what panacea means. Please don't ask Siri. Um, <laughs> the 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 the, uh, the other idea of of equality is that you know we are all equal, which is the impossibility, which is utopian, which is you know we are all equal, which 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 is which is impossible. I mean, for example, being uh, equal is impossible. Yeah, equal is impossible. And okay, so are we headed? Are we headed to to the contradiction between Marxist and capitalism? Is that where we're headed? I, I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going there. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it out of the realm of of, uh, of political systems, uh, and, and just put it in the realm of like you know just practical words. So okay. And so if I say to you, you know, uh, we're all equal, and and to you that's a political reality. That is that you know you and me you know we're all equal, then justice to you means, justice to you means that uh, if you got 10 pieces of chicken and I got one piece of chicken, one piece of chicken, you need to give me uh, four of your pieces of chicken so I can have five pieces and you have six, which makes us a little bit more equal than we were before. You understand what I'm saying? So th 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 there's, this, there's this idea of equality in terms of you know, stuff or in terms of, of counting pieces of chicken. Uh, uh, in terms of yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, pieces of chicken, dollars, pennies, whatever. The idea is we're all equal. Okay, so so it sounds like we're headed toward where liberation theology takes us, and that is the socioeconomic. Which component. is the which is the problem that which is exactly the problem. I, that's what I'm getting at. It's the problem I have with Cone. Gosh, could you have gotten there faster? Well, I was trying to get there. You kept jumping, you kept jumping in there. You're you using words like panacea. Uh, well, I, I did. I'm but you fussed me for big words. I mean, we have a, we have a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Touche. Touche. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> moving on. So, 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 so what, what the, point, the point is, so, you know, when you start defining what liberation means, right? You know, you have to you have to figure out what are the boundaries of liberation, what are what are what are the goals of liberation, and at what point in time have we achieved liberation, and if liberation is a never achievable end, that that you know we're always in the struggle, we never get to a place to where the struggle stops and the living begins. Okay, so this is why I this is why I want to make the connection with global missions that's exactly the reason because i this is my argument because i actually am working on a research piece and i i need to to um i need to to enlarge it if you will mm -hmm. um it is um quantitative research and i had to take the quantitative data and turn it into qualitative data right. um but which is it's, what which, which is what which, which is what <laughs> Your boy Sean said, "Layman's terms, please." What what what, what does that mean? You, you I had to mean? take a conversation and turn it into numbers, okay, and come up oh. with a, with some numbers. Oh, okay. I see now. 
to the blind man. You know. Go ahead. Yeah. Talk okay. About so in that context, I um, I'm working on this piece that is kind of in defense of missions. And so that's why I'm fascinated with liberation theology, because my argument is, is that part of our becoming liberated is to take ourselves from the side of the assumption that we are the one in need to becoming the need meter. The the need meter. Meter? Meter? Yeah. Okay. okay. You know what? Okay, I know. Stop I, making I, no, 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 you guys, I didn't hear you. Let's me get the one who meets needs yeah, for that, others. Yeah, that's not your. Is point. that better? Yeah, yeah that's, that's me. That's not you. That's 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 me getting old. I'm your sorry. ears don't hear Appalachian well. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, my ears don't hear East Tennessee well. <laughs> I don't you know hear what? East Tennessee well. So anyway, um. So part of what happens, I think, when people have a global exposure, when they get out of their comfortable element and realize, because anyone who travels to some of these, uh, you know, we can hear people say, oh, America's, you know, a great place and you wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But they they can only take it for what you say if they never see or interact with other people and what happens when you leave this country and you actually go and interact with other people you start to redefine your own situation not the other person's situation in isolation but your own situation and so that becomes very liberating because you have to take on the the aspect of being able to be a blessing to someone else, Mm -hmm. to stop having this ideology of the self that says, I need somebody to do something for me. You Mm -hmm. have to put yourself in a, in a context of saying, what has God done for me? That is part of how I live out what I believe that God is doing in my life. And so for some, that may be to be an advocate for the mistreatment of others, but for many that may actually be the interaction of understanding the humanity of other people and to realize that there are different socioeconomic components that play out in the culture of different countries. And that's a lot to get people to to understand is that having a new pair of Jordans is not the, the highlight of what you can be doing with your life. Well, well, let's let's back up um, and and okay. and don't make fun of Nike buying because Nike buying is a big protest thing now. You know, we bought Nikes. I bought Nikes. I'm down for the struggle. I spent eighty dollars to kick it to the man. My question uh, is, you know what? Funny. I I would love that more yes, if more people said, you know what? I didn't buy the shoes, but I bought some stock. Uh, you ain't heard that yet. Uh, you okay. ain't heard that. You ain't heard that yet. You, you know, I like you know, I like more. I would like it more if you Negroes would stop taking your money to these white businesses to prove something to somebody else. When they wouldn't who, let you ride the bus. Who is the somebody oh, else that we're proving? Oh, 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 who is the somebody else? I, I, I got to go off here because we talk about liberation theology, and I, I'm, I'm gonna finish. Like, when they wouldn't go let you it. ride the bus in the front, you um you protested so you could give your money. To these taxable entities and ride their bus. When they let you that work, don't they put any money back into your own community. Yeah, when they wouldn't, they wouldn't let you sit at Woolworths, you took your money 
and begs him, he begs him to take him up. Please take my money from me, please. Because if you take my money from me, I'll feel more equal. And it's about me feeling more equal. And I, you know something? The thing that kills me is, you know, they actually killed a lot of Jewish people. They, 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 they did. And the, the, this is, they, they've been through some oppression too. We ain't the only ones. They. Who is who is they? We need we'll, to define they. We'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to, we'll get to the definition in a second. I want to make the point first. Okay. They, the, the Jewish community, by and large, have never adopted any of the prescriptions that have been sold to us as solutions for our problems. The Jewish community has not made any large demands for things like, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, affirmative action programs or reparations, welfare programs. No, 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 no. I'll take that back. Now, they got reparations. Now, don't get that's a whole different story right there. Okay, I just now, wanted to make we sure. Talk about I wanted to make sure we were on the same page because uh, uh, they got they got they got they got a reparation. They got reparatory uh, compensation for stuff they that we are still owed. I'm not gonna, I'm not even getting. I'm gonna talk about that. Reparations is a whole different argument. For a whole other day. Ah, well, yeah. Let's skip that because that that's a whole another. So that's idea, a whole another show. So 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 here it is. So the idea is we've expressed two different mindsets of liberation. Mine being a more nationalistic mindset that says, you know, why is your liberation dependent on a larger community's reaction to you or dependent on uh, your ability to participate in a larger community? And you define liberation as you have more in your context where you are Black American than... Haitian black folk have, and so you are not the one with the need just because you don't have anything over here. You have plenty compared to them over there. So we've discussed two different avenues of liberation, and there are at least three or four different other ones that are currently... Well, and so... the. Yeah, that's why I bought up uh, Paulo Fryer, because the uh, pedagogy of the oppressed speaks to all sides of that. Yeah, I didn't because like, it's I didn't, like, I didn't I didn't like that book the first time I read it either. Well, I mean, you don't have to like it. It's, it's such a, it's such a basic read. Like a a kid can read it because of the, you know the level that it's written on is pretty basic. But I think you have to really get at what he's saying is we're still maneuvering in these learned behaviors, just like what you defined mm. with people that are begging begging the person who is never going to see them differently, to take their money in hopes that it will help them see them differently. Like, I can't see, I got money, I can spend it with you too. And and the the funny thing that happens with that, because I was even talking with a lady today who was looking for... I've got Nikes um, on in the pool pit. I'm down for the struggle. Okay, so I was talking to this lady today who was saying that she was looking for um, some a product that was made by Fashion Fair. Right. And like I'm like, does Fashion Fair still and they were like, yeah, Fashion Fair still exists. And I said, okay, but what happened? They said, well, oh, it's so many other things. And this brand has, has, you know, they make stuff for women of color and this brand and that brand. And I'm sitting there listening to them and I'm thinking, do y'all not realize what just happened? You all have been sidetracked mm. from supporting the product that you're now saying you're looking for, mm-hmm. but you were spending your money mm-hmm. with these other companies, but now you're going back and going, well, what happened to them? Well, y'all stopped spending money with them. That's what happened to them. Well, you know, that, that's the nature of business. 
but 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 now but that's, that's the nature of business but i'm saying the mindset of the consumer yeah. has everything to do with how we as african americans use our spending dollars i i, I don't tell you this i have no problem with with the consumer either, either, either no matter what it goes i have a problem with where we aim our consumption i don't care if we buy exactly if, if we if we buy 10 uh mercedes benzes um, you know, I'm glad you got the money to do so. My problem is there's not a single Mercedes Benz lot owned by, and I and I could be wrong, but you didn't buy those ten Mercedes business Benzes from the the lot owned by uh, a black family, or or a black conglomerate. We will intentionally avoid doing so, but oh, why? Oh my God! Yes, we will intentionally. Don't get me started with that. Let me start with. The, so this is why I'm saying that that's that's still in that in that vein of being oppressed. We we have advanced economically and we're capable of doing certain things, but we're so busy spending our money trying to live at a certain standard or appearance that we've lost the peace that says, "Why has God blessed us? What has God blessed us to do?" Well, let me let me let me because that's the next level. But before okay. we get that, I want to I want to I want to go back to one thing about the pedagogy of the press, so you understand why I'm not a fan of it. Okay. All right now, the pedagogy the pedagogy of the press was written by um, this guy from a Latin American uh, point of view. Paulo Friar. Right, but it's a Latin American point. Of view. I want to make sure that it's known as a Latin American point of view. All right. Yeah, I think he's Portuguese. I think. I thought he was. I thought he he was a transplant from there to over. On this side, the Western Hemisphere. Brazil is is Portuguese-speaking right, right, people. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. he's not from the old country. Oh, not okay. You're yeah. thinking Portugal? No, right. no. I think he's, he's he's. I think yeah. he speaks Portuguese. I think right. the original language was. What is he but yeah, about? I think he was yeah. in Brazil. Right. So he's okay. I want. It's a Latin American point of view. Now, he's in the Americas. Yes. Right. So my issue with that is this: for him to write that book, it is one thing. I, I see it much like I see um, kind of the immigration crisis as opposed to our issues, black black folks' issues in America, which is uh, if there was a country called Black Ago on the border, I know, right? They would have, they would have, they would have built that border fence, border wall, many moons ago. If it was more of us darkies coming across the border. How do I know they would have built that fence many, many moons ago? Because when us darkies became boat people and started coming from Haiti in the 90s, they sent us back and then nobody cried. Nobody. Because the first black Nobody. They waved. They were like, That's right. The first black president said, go back. You know, Bill Clinton, he told them darkies to go back home and nobody said nothing. NAACP didn't say nothing. Nobody said nothing. Because the first black president told them darkies to go home. Now, the same president and other political parties have allowed this crisis at the Mexican border, and they're pouring over into the country. Now, you say what you want to say about it. You may, you know, you may identify with them, or they're coming over to America. But these same Mexicans in their country, in their country, which is why I'm talking about the Latin American context, in their country, they talk about the darker Mexicans darker Latin Americans, darker uh, African Mexicans in their country, they talk about them horrible. Look at at how they draw their cartoon characters. 
They got a mammy cartoon character over in Mexico that's one of their beloved characters. So my point is this. My point is this. Just because Mexico has a screwed up country that they screwed up themselves doesn't mean that they're under the same type of oppression that we are as black folk here in this country. Okay, I need to hit the brakes right there. I got to hit the brakes. All right, hit the brakes. So this is this is one of the things, and I know you said I, you figured I would identify with them, but we're not even going to go there. But um, so this is one of the things that people don't realize about Latin America is the political and church corruption that is longstanding in Latin America, no which is there. which is why the um, the De Las Casas piece in 1500s is very significant because I mean that, that was kind of the um, what we have is a documented beginning if you will of the corruption that is dual sided it is political and it is the church that have enmeshed to to be corrupt against the people so a lot of well, the people that, that are coming to this country are coming because, I mean, we're not even going to talk cartel and some of this other stuff that's going on. Um, but because there is this huge piece of corruption mm -hmm. in the government and in the church there, mm -hmm. a lot of the people are leaving because they need to es literally escape with their lives. And, and so we don't get that piece in the quote unquote well, news clips or blurbs that we get because we don't touch that. Let's, let's back up, let's back up, let's back up, let's back up. Because, I mean, that might. And, we, we, I, yeah, and I don't want to even go to orphans, well, the issues with orphans in Latin America, because that's, that's another huge piece. Because the parents are being killed this, for no reason. This okay. might be, this might be the case, this might be the case in Honduras, this might be the case in other Central American countries going into South America. But my point is this. My point is this. The issue of liberation that they face is different than the issue of liberation that we face. In the right, which is how you get the black liberation theology because they address two different cultural issues. But, but, but even more than that, in a general diaspora, it's also different because on the, island, on the island of Haiti, you have Haiti and the Dominican Republic same, sharing the same island, the same terrain, the same space, and it's which is where De Las Casas started. Right, but it's, it's it, but yeah, yeah, but that's back in the fifteen hundreds. Let's let's bring it up. It was Hispaniola. Yeah, let's, let's bring it up to now after the after, okay. after the, the revolution, the Haitian Revolution, and you have two different countries on the same island space. That are like literally like heaven or hell compared to each other. Not that not the Dominican Republic. Is literally, yeah, very but, but literally. Compared to, compared to Haiti, the Dominican Republic is like you know the seventh heaven compared to Haiti. And the darker African people over in Haiti have a harder situation. Now, it could very well be because when you you know have a revolution and you kick out all of the managerial class in your society who know how to run things and you kick them out instead of, you know, keeping them around for a while, even under lock and key to teach you how to run things before you get rid of them, you know, that might be part of the problem. Go ask Zimbabwe. Note the black folks. Black folks, if you're going to have a revolution and, you know, you're going to get rid of the colonizers 
can you at least find out what they know first? Put them in jail. You know, get them to teach classes or something. But find out oh, what they really? know really? We're going to kill you, but can you teach us? Yeah, I don't I know mean, how I, that, I, well I, that works. Because, of, well, because what we're doing, it ultimately ends up backfiring. I mean, Zimbabwe is a basket case. And it should not be. Now, it won't be when, when Robert Mugabe dies, there will be a civil war for about five or six years. That'll settle down. And then Zimbabwe will get some sense back. It will get some sense back. How do I know this? Because there are other African countries that, that have rebounded a revolution yeah. and they got some sense back. It took them a little bit. But now you got some you know, partnering with China, partnering with, partnering with America. You got some, some countries that are, that, that, that are getting... Their, so their do they have... But see, the, the bigger question is, do they have to partner? Are they, would they be capable of being self-sustaining without partnering? At this point in time... Because, in, because, in this, in this, because in it's an economy, issue of resources, too. In this economy, they, the thing about it, you can have all the resources and raw material, but if you don't know how to refine it, it doesn't matter. So Africa has all the... Basic if you don't know what you have... Africa has all the, all the resources. But if you don't know how to refine it, you don't know how to make the, pro the product out of it. You don't know how to use what you have refined in the soil. Then you're just, you, you, you are waiting to be colonized by a different name. It's called ownership. So what Right. But see, here's the problem that I have with even that. If, if we, if, if they, if any specific country understood the mechanism to get some economic stability from its resource, because at this point, it's, it's become an issue of pillaging. Right. It's not become an issue of knowing how to use those resources in a form of barter that helps establish the economy. They are just basically being told, all right, move now. We taking the stuff, you know, and, well, and that's, that's let's, become let's, the problem in, in most of those places. Let's talk about it. And then you want to talk about them being poor. They're poor because they don't understand a part of, of how this mechanism is taking place that's using their own resources. Well, Not just refining it, but how, they don't know how to, how to get into this game, if you will, of economics with their own resources. Well, here's part of the problem. Part of the problem is... And this goes to some of what you brought up with the Latin American countries. We're talking about African countries. Part of the problem is the, the Muslim in, incursion into sub-Saharan South in, in Sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. Now, the Muslim incursion, the, the, the Arab incursion into this part of Africa, where which is which has been more brutal than any colonization outside of the Belgian colonization. And the German colonization in the I, southern part of Africa. I argue that. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that because that's well, me, that's the significance of the De Las Casas piece. Well, let me, let me was finish, the fact that they that. killed off so many people. No. So that I mean no. that was if we're gonna if we're gonna make this a Christian Muslim argument, then I think we're gonna get sidetracked. So no. let's try well, not to make that happen. It just happened. Well, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a geopolitical argument that just happens to involve. Arab Muslims and right, but De Las Casas was I, I, on the I, Christian I, side I, of I, that. I couldn't care less about who was Christian. Or I'm telling you, okay. Arabs. Very... I'm saying, Arabs are as guilty for enslaving 
and killing African people. Historically, I mean, I, I, I'll agree. I, I'm not. I'm not talking. I, I don't care if it's Christian Africans. I don't care if it's Africans practicing indigenous religions. You know, Arabs will Arabs will kill Black Africans, and we need to stop thinking that this is not the case. Uh, they, I don't, and, and, and what kills me, what kills me, the, the most. But you know that once world. upon a time was not the case. Huh? That was once upon a time not the case. No, 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 no. I, I can no, actually because no, I can remember, no, I can no, remember no, when they would, when they used to do the, when they used to do the fancy hijacking the plane thing. They would let the black Muslims off the planes before they would do that. There was a time that they acknowledged. Um, Muslims in Africa. Now, the rest of Africans, I don't think they cared that much about. I am telling you, the Arab incursion into sub-Saharan Africa is the worst thing that has happened to the continent of Africa since the Beers in South Africa. And I, I, I say that with no reservation. And it's not, it's not, which is why I didn't say the Muslim thing. I said the Arab incursion. We're not start talking about it. You have to understand okay. what's going on. Okay. They I don't hear what you're saying. They have always dehumanized African folk. Now, the issue is this. Because remember, the 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 the, the Sultan and the the, 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 the the great caliphs in the eighteen hundreds were still involved in the slave trade even after England and America had abolished slavery. How is it? We yeah, England here. was late in the game of slavery. They England came in trade in the 1900s. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 what I'm saying is, so, what, what I'm getting at is, when we start talking about, you know, liberation, it, in different contexts, this means different things, which is why I said, let's define it, and then not just just not not, not just define it then let's kind of encapsulate it into what society we're talking about. Oh my gosh. I so just wanted it to turn into a kumbaya where we all went on a mission trip. Okay. Yeah. We've been on an hour, so we're getting ready to hang up. <laughs> yeah. You just totally took my let's support missions and everybody get prepared <laughs> to donate to, to helping the people in another country because you'll be blessed from the learning experience and you the, took that and you just took it and you poured all the cereal out the window and left me with nothing but the dust in the bottom of the box. Look, look, Marva, I'm with you. Look, look, Marva, let's partner right now. Let's partner right now. Let's run a campaign. Let's run a campaign from now into the convocation, right, that everybody who listens to us would give a certain dollar, a, a, a $20 donation to to miss world missions. I mean, that's not a lot of money. That's just $20. Okay. 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 So, and uh, so how do we, how do we measure that? How are we going to measure that? I don't know. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Call a, call a call hashtag I gave or something. I don't know. I don't care. But, but I mean, hashtag I, theologically analytical. No, please don't hashtag that. <laughs> Hashtag, keep it simple. Hashtag I gave, <laughs> or hashtag you know missions, or hashtag uh, Marvel challenge, or something. I don't care. But we need. But, 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 well, you're gonna have to come up. You're gonna have to come up with the hashtag then, since you don't like my hashtag. Yeah, but it can't just be I gave. I mean, people <laughs> that are giving blood can say I gave. I mean, <laughs> that that doesn't. 
That doesn't speak to anything. We so. need Koji misses. We need we need listen. A twenty a, and, and maybe twenty dollars is not enough. I don't know. I'll take suggestions. Maybe somebody got suggestions they can put in the comments. Okay, but so here's the thing. I don't want people to just give. I want people to actually go on mission trips because I don't think you, they just giving your money, it just becomes another offering. And I don't know that what you learn from giving just another offering. But when you actually make the effort to be intentional to bless others, stop making that face. What face is that? That you talking crazy face. <laughs> when, when, every day. Every day I'm on a mission. Okay, but, but most people don't. Most no, no, no. people no, 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 are no, very no, no, isolated no, no. from... Let me say this joke, but hold on, hold on, because you can really, 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 really Hold on, hold on. So we were like, we had missions day at the church, right? So they said, we want you to wear your African attire on that day. I said, I never take mine off. I wear my African attire every day. I, I, I can't take mine off. You want me to wear something different? What, what, is, what, is, what is African attire? I, I got some other skin I can put on. I got my African on every day. So that's what we're going to do, Barbara. We're going to send you to the mission, mission, on the mission field. So those of y'all that don't know how much <laughs> David loves golf, David loves golf. Like he sits in, like, right. so when we were, when we were in Atlanta and, and, and he no would sit and we would have these, we would have these conversations you know, um, about stuff that we were, you know, taking classes on or whatever. And he would always be practicing his putting and he would use old like CD disc to practice <laughs> his putting. And I would just like wait till he started to putt and kick him so that he would never hit the right thing. And this is why, because he just <laughs> does little things to irritate me and I just do little things to irritate him back. Uh, but right, we right. we have debated for many years, and as you can see, we don't ever come to absolute conclusion about anything. Um, I, I don't know. Was wrong about anything today? I don't remember saying anything. That's you that's didn't, but you right. started talking about Zimbabwe. I'm trying to get people to go on a mission trip. Well, I mean, and maybe you, we could go to you, Zimbabwe. And I told you not to make it political, and then you started talking about colonialism and and resources and refining. I and mean, because we talk about we talk about liberation, <sighs> we really do. Okay, so this we will revisit because David is going to come up with our hashtag. So right. we will have a hashtag um, because we do want to challenge people to give, but I want to challenge people to actually go on mission trips. I I, I really think that. Um, and I don't want to give away my research piece, and I'll talk about that later as to the other component as to the theolo the more theological piece, because David totally sidetracked us and we didn't get to that, um, as to the <laughs> theological piece as to why it is significant that we as African-Americans become the ones doing the missions in some of these places to reach the um my the girl, diaspora my girlfriend has called me asking me why come i ain't go i ain't called her yet Marvin. You, you give okay well go call go call her because i <laughs> i do not want to disturb that thank piece. you um Jeez. so we will stop here i will see you next week may the lord watch between me the prayer of mistrust may the lord watch <laughs> We're going to stack up the rocks and call it a truce Between for the night. Me and thee. 
And we'll be back next Thursday to see what else we can disagree on. It's all, all right, right y'all. You know, you know, they say, you know, the dogs travel in packs. So one big shout out to the Sigma Gamma Rose and one big shout out to the Qs. And we'll let y'all. Are you just calling me a dog? I'm That's what the poodles I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to make that up. One yes, we are the poodles. Made that up. Yeah, I know. And you know, they got this little thing, do this thing now. I don't know what that's saying. You, wow. you, you better talk to your sorority. Do I'm not even you? active. I haven't been active in years. Well, years go, many go, months. Go, go, go get active. You over in North Carolina. You know. Hey, how, how, how y'all doing over there? I know you're not. I know you're not by the water. I know you're not by the water. But... No, I'm not by the that that stuff is about an hour from where I am. So yeah. we're good. But anyway, all right. If this goes over an hour, it, I won't be able to load it onto the podcast. So we're gonna stop now. No, it's Maybe over an hour, Margo. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay, cool. All right. If it is, I'm gonna cut some of what you said out. There you go. Just cut my stuff out. That's all. <laughs> have a conversation with myself. Have, oh, okay. have, have a conversation with yourself. It won't be the first time you talk to yourself. It won't be the I last. Don't talk time to either. myself. I don't talk to myself. Talk I talk to, to the Lord about people a lot, but I don't talk to myself. You don't talk to yourself? No, but I tell the Lord every time somebody get on my nerves. I'll be like, God, you see this foolishness right get now. But anyway, that's another story. All right, so I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We'll, we'll, we'll argue we'll over that. This, right? We're not going to finish this? All right, we'll stay in with liberation theology, and hopefully we'll stay on task next week. So you all have a great week. We'll have a hashtag for you on the um, missions challenge that david is putting out to all of our kojic brothers and sisters church of god in christ members worldwide we want you to uh, pay attention to missions and we'll call it a night may the lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another i just finished preaching i'm gonna get out of these wet clothes i walked out of the pulpit came right to the call how much i respect you mother okay left the pulpit came right to the call thank you so much have a good night we'll talk All right, take care now. Good night.